Live from NPR News, I'm Nora Rahm. The G7 concluded its three-day summit in England today with a statement that, among other things, focused criticism on China. NPR's Frank Langfitt reports. The group of seven of the world's largest economies said it would call out China on human rights abuses in the country's far northwest region of Xinjiang and repression in Hong Kong. The group also called for an expert-led study on the origins of the coronavirus in China. Speaking at a press conference, President Joe Biden said Western democracies face a fundamental challenge. I think we're in a contest, not with China per se, but a contest with autocrats, autocratic governments around the world as whether or not democracies can compete with them in the rapidly changing 21st century. Reuters quoted a spokesman from the Chinese embassy saying, the days when global decisions were dictated by a small group of countries are long gone. Frank Langford, NPR News, London. The NATO summit gets underway in Brussels tomorrow. Leaders are hoping to open a new chapter in transatlantic relations now that there's a new U.S. president. Many diplomats say they want to hear Biden recommit the United States to NATO's collective defense after the Trump era. The Justice Department secretly subpoenaed Apple in 2018 for account information of then-White House counsel Don McGahn. NPR's Ryan Lucas reports McGahn's wife's account information was also subpoenaed. Apple informed Don McGahn and his wife about the subpoena last month. The company did so only after a gag order secured by the government had expired. That's according to a person familiar with the matter. It's unclear what the Justice Department was investigating or whether prosecutors actually obtained any of McGahn's account information. The news, which was first reported by the New York Times, comes days after it emerged that the Trump-era Justice Department had secretly subpoenaed Apple in 2018 for communication metadata belonging to two Democratic members of the House Intelligence Committee, as well as staff and family. In that case, the department was investigating leaks of classified information to the media. Ryan Lucas, NPR News, Washington. The airline industry is celebrating a milestone. More than two million people passed through airport security checkpoints on Friday. That's the single biggest day for air travel since the pandemic began. NPR's Joel Rose has more in the story. Friday marked the first time the Transportation Security Administration screened more than two million people in a day since March of 2020. The number of travelers passing through airport security checkpoints has been rising steadily since February. Air travel is not all the way back to where it was before the pandemic, but Friday's total is a remarkable turnaround from spring of last year, when the TSA was screening fewer than 100,000 passengers a day. Most airlines are still not turning a profit, but they hope to later this year on the strength of a strong summer travel season. Joel Rose, NPR News. You're listening to NPR News. Police in Austin, Texas, say one of the 14 people injured in a shooting early Saturday morning has died. Gunfire broke out in the heart of the city's music district just before the bars closed. One suspect is in custody, and police are searching for a second man who may be involved. The FBI is helping with the investigation. City police say they believe the shooting started as a dispute, and most of those shot were innocent bystanders. In New York City's mayoral election, turnout has been late so far in early voting. NPR's Brian Mann reports much of the Democratic primary is focused on the spike in violent crime that occurred during the pandemic. New York City is a Democratic bastion, so the winner of the primary June 22nd is all but certain to lead the city after Mayor Bill de Blasio steps aside because of term limits. 
While many of the leading candidates are progressive, the debate has often focused on stemming the recent surge in gun violence and other crimes. Candidates have also sparred over how to revive a city hit hard by the pandemic, with more than 33,000 deaths and a battered economy. This is also the first time voters in the city are using a ranked choice system, casting ballots for their favorite candidates, as well as up to four backup picks. That's meant additional uncertainty in this field of 13 Democrats. Two Republicans are also on the ballot. Brian Mann, NPR News. In men's tennis, Novak Djokovic won the French Open in Paris today, beating Stefano Tsitsipas in a grueling four-hour match. This is Djokovic's 19th Grand Slam title. I'm Nora Rahm, NPR News.